Okay, welcome to the first podcast. I'll try to keep them short and sweet and cover some key points that you'll see in the chapter uh, information that's presented, which is really good, actually. Um, So please remember, again, read the chapter. I put up a chapter summary, so it gives you an idea of what you're dealing with before you even get there. Um, And there are PowerPoint slides, uh, or again, you can use it also as a PDF, but whichever it is, uh, for your review. So I try to make things as simple and concise as possible and to open up some ideas. I will also share with you things I've seen in the industry, other case studies, and things through the semester that are not specifically listed um, in the textbook, but which I have either added to the Blackboard shell or will add here uh, by way of uh, illustration so that you can see. Um, And again, uh, when we do discussion boards, there'll be a lot of back and forth. uh, And we can also, again, if you, uh, one more time, if you need to have questions about something, please do email me. If it looks like there's a common thread of conversation, I'm happy to open it up on a discussion board as an open thing. Uh, It doesn't, not necessarily a credit thing, but just for you to have conversations. And uh, we can also, as mentioned before, we can create Zoom conferences for us all to talk about these topics if it's helpful. So let me know. So, um, chapter one. Let's try to keep it, again, as brief as possible. Let's talk about the pitch. What is a pitch? A pitch is a sales uh, device, actually. It's when you go up and you say, hey, I've got this great thing. Let me explain it to you. Um, And by the way, sales is not a bad thing. Uh, Sales can be, yes, you've all seen pushy salespeople, and pushy ad execs have done that as well. But um, there's also good uh, techniques for selling you don't have to lie to anyone, by the way. I did, I'll talk about my own experiences in the advertising business just to kind of help you uh, as we go through the semester to see a little more, another, just one more example of how things are done. Not, not as an example to talk about myself, but to share some insights with you as I've seen them in the field. And um, I did have my own media buying agency at one point, which I did uh, after I had worked several years in radio. I got into radio because I love music and I did get to be a DJ for a while. Um, and I got the advice from someone that uh, you should do some advertising sales because if you can do that, uh, the stations will be more likely to keep you and you can make some money, uh, which is nice to get a commission for that. So I did it and I learned the hard way an awful lot. I also had some great mentors and they would say things like, you don't have to lie to anyone, please don't. You know, it makes me look bad if you lie to someone. And uh, when you add, when you have an ad campaign, when you make the pitch, you know, you try to do what's best for the client. Find a pitch that's going to help them. And it is in your own enlightened self-interest to do so. And I'll tell you why, uh, very simply, is that if you, um, you really don't do your job if you run one campaign for somebody. You haven't helped them. Of course, advertising is a crapshoot. Really, it's a, you roll the dice and you see what happens. Even today with analytics, and we'll talk about data and how we can help out those odds greatly. But still, there's always the chance that someone may not like the campaign. I mean, what what is the? You never know 100% how the audience is going to respond to any creative endeavor, and whether that's doing some theater or doing a broadcast or having an ad campaign. They're all creative things in their own way, and they all are responded to differently. So. I bring that up to talk about what is the pitch, Um, and we're going to talk about a pitch, and we're going to talk about how that works this semester, a whole campaign. But it starts with that. It starts with the client saying, okay, fine, talk to me. Well, how would you promote my business? Um, They'll go through probably lists of agencies. If they're a big company, if they're a small company, you might have been the first person they talk to. So how do you make that work? There are advantages and disadvantages to each. 
So if you're, for example, if no one's ever, if someone has never advertised, that's going to be a hard pitch. And you might find that smaller companies are actually harder to sell than bigger companies. Bigger companies are harder to get into often, but once you get in, they understand the value of advertising. They know what they're looking for an awful lot better than some of the smaller companies who maybe never have advertised before. I'll give you one example in radio. I had a very good friend of the family who had uh, a small business, and she called me up one time and she said, I need to talk to you about this. Um, I bought some radio advertising. It's done nothing for me. And I said, oh, okay, so where did you buy? And uh, this person said, I bought on this station, which was a business-oriented station. And I said, okay. Uh, and we talked about it a little bit. And I said, really? So you, it was a lot of money, huh? And this person said, absolutely. It was a ton of cash. I don't even know. I, I really shouldn't have spent it, but I wanted to get the business for my, my need of the walk-in. And I said, well, how much was it? And this was, this was probably 10 years ago, but this person said, $400. And I had to, at that moment, because this is a friend, be very diplomatic. But I what I said was, I said, I'm sorry. I said that you did that. I wish we had talked before because that $400 wasn't even enough to probably get their interest. What they did was they took your money because $400, well, it's fine on, a, on an individual level. It's a lot of money. Sure, I get that if you're going to buy a, you know, if you're going to dinner, that's an awful lot of money. Um, if you're buying a car, it's nothing, right? So... Uh, when you talk about the individual purchase, it could be a lot of money. But in radio, it wasn't. And I told this person, I said, look, if I had sold you radio time, I wouldn't have done it unless I knew you had a budget of at least $5,000. Because otherwise, I'm taking your money and I'm wasting your time. So think about when you when you make the pitch, um, be aware that the larger companies, sometimes when they've got the advertising budget, they know what it is they're looking for. Not that they can't give you headaches with the creative side, but the point is they, they're actually easier. Once you get in, um, the pitch is a little bit more of how I can help you rather than why do you need advertising. As a matter of fact, and this is not something I suggest for newbie salespeople, but eventually you get to the point when you're an account exec of anything, whether it's advertising or not, where you start to, you start to feel it out pretty quickly whether that person might be a good candidate or not. Oh, and by the way, here's the pitch. I also teach the sales class, and we, we cover this um, quite extensively because it's a sales class. That's also available online. So there you go. See, there's a pitch based on what I think your needs might be. Um, but email me if you're interested in that. I'm happy to talk about it. Um, but the point is you start to realize as you go through who you can help and who you can't help because you can only meet so many people. You can only pitch so many clients. So you really need to make sure you're meeting with someone who you think you can help. So there's the ethical argument of saying, I need to make sure I can help this person. There's also the self-preservation argument of, I only have so many hours a day. I can only meet with so many people. I can only draft so many ad campaigns. So I need to make sure that those ad campaigns, that those clients are maximum possibility of making a deal that makes good sense for all of us. All right, a couple of other things um, I want you to be aware of as we go through um, Spec advertising, um, again, the same type of thing. So sometimes we work on spec. What does that mean? It means we create an ad or a campaign or something and say, look, this is what it would look like. Spec campaigns can be very helpful. It's a way of letting somebody sample what you do. The problem with spec campaigns is you can put just as much work into a spec campaign and not have a deal on the table. And it's only part of a pitch. And so you're basically working for free. Early in your ad campaign, you might need to do that. 
more earlier in your career than later because you haven't built up your portfolio yet. Once you build a portfolio, you can say, well, here's my example. As a matter of fact, and this is not to sound callous at all, but once you built up a reputation, you have more that you bring to the table, so to speak. That's the argument. Um, so you're actually able to, in this particular case, show that you've run successful campaigns. All right, And this is, again, you, doesn't have to be just advertising. It could be anything, whatever business you're in. Um, but be aware of the spec campaign. And if you go to slide 18 uh, in this thing, it talks about digging deeper, the American Association of Advertising Agencies, best practice guides for using spec creative in the new business process. I would be familiar with that if I were taking this class, so I'm going to suggest you do that. Um, and then the last slide, just so you're aware of it, how to define the marketing mix. Be aware of the term marketing mix. We're going to talk a lot about that one one thing I will do in this class is I will tell you when I think that the, uh, it's not all just about the book. The textbook is our basis. It's a way to get started. It's your base pay, so to speak, right? If you were in the ad, if you're going to be in business, you want to have your base pay and then hopefully a commission or bonus system that actually makes it worth your time. But the base pay is there, right? So the book is the base. This, this, this is the start. It's not, it's not the, the icing on the cake. It's the base of the cake, if that makes any sense. So, um, one of the things I'll do is point out other things you really should be aware of. One of those things that you should be aware of is that this book is limited and that it was written 10 years ago and some of the things need to be updated, which I will help update for you as the semester goes. So when you go to that last slide and it says, pick the right combination of medial elements, such as newspapers, internet, or television, remember that when they did that, and these are all good still, by the way, but newspapers, right? What is a newspaper these days? If you go to the New York Times, it's online. And there's a paywall mostly to get to the really good stuff, right? Get a couple of articles to sample. Oh, sounds like spec, doesn't it? Uh, the point is, as you go through, be aware that there are more elements. And we will talk not about, we're not going to, this is not a marketing, full marketing class. You should have actually, if you're taking this at the community college, you probably already took the marketing, intro to marketing. So some of this will be a review. And we'll talk about how advertising fits into that and expand the understanding of advertising, as well as some of these other areas. But be aware of that. We're going to talk about these terms if they're new to you. Uh, hang in there and stay with us. And we'll try to see what we can do to make that easier for you. That's the end of this podcast. Uh, I will do one for each chapter, hopefully, as we go. And uh, again, if you have questions, email me. And yes, one last time, for now, we can set up a, a Zoom session uh, if you need uh, follow-up or if we, as a group, decide that there's more that we should talk about in real time. Thanks.